Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special, what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. In this episode, we're excited to share the lived experiences of our friend and fellow human design nerd, Kristen. She's a 2-4 reflector, which is the most rare energy type. Join us as she shares her journey into her design experiment and her relationship with the lunar cycle. If you or someone you love is a reflector or you're simply curious to hear directly from one, you're not going to want to miss this episode. Information about reflectors is hard to find, so we're so excited to share this one with you. Let's dig in. Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Love Human Be Spirit, and we are out of our minds excited with our guest today. For the first time ever, we're bringing to you live a beautiful reflector. So we have Kristen with us today. And we are going to let her guide us and show us the way. So welcome, Kristen. Um, We are so happy to have you with us today. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to talk all things human design and being a reflector and being received. A hundred percent. Yes. So we have had this on the back burner for our beautiful listeners. Just know that we initially invited Kristen um, a month ago. We let her honor her beautiful lunar cycle to make a decision. And so here we are. And we have been patiently, I don't really do anything patiently, but I was very patient (laughs) waiting. And I had it on my calendar when I was going to reach back out to her based on the time that I'd reached out to her to begin with. So we are so happy to have you here today and just to really uncover what life is like um, from the mouth of a reflector who's living the very lived experience. You know, you're just the tiny little 1% of the population. (laughs) So you're these beautiful unicorns that are here to share so much of your strength and wisdom with us. So we are happy to have you with us today. Um, So let's see, what we usually like to kick it off with, and Monique, if you want to add anything please feel free to do so before we get started. No, just welcome, Kristen. Welcome. I just want to say hi. We're happy to have you. Yes. And um, we're excited to get your perspective and um, talk to you and just reconnect with you. It's it's really awesome to to have you here. So thanks again. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for having me. Well, it is our pleasure for sure. So we'd like to kind of hear what life was like for those, and I will tell our listeners, this is another beautiful human that we got to meet 
at um, the retreat that we talked so beautifully about in Costa Rica um, with Day Luna. So Kristen was our one reflector that was there. Um, so of course it felt very aligned. We know that she is truly living I in the pyramid. So worried about that. Like I had a feeling I'm probably going to be the only reflector, but I was, there was so much nerves going into it. It's like, oh my God, is everyone going to be so annoyed that it's like, well, here's our one reflector. Let's like talk to her. But oh, it was so nice to just be like seen and honored. And that was magic. And I want to go back. I can't believe that you felt like you were going to be annoyed, which is so funny for me because I didn't want to be See, and I didn't want to be annoying. Like I felt like <laughs> I wanted to ask, but then I didn't want to be annoying. <laughs> so it's Yeah. And I was just so worried that everyone was going to be like, oh, yep. Okay. Kristen, the only reflector, but it was not like that at all. No, I think we all really, really honored each and every individual that mm -hmm. was there, you know, which was beautiful. Okay, so I love to hear, we'd love to ask the question for those who um, come on with us, what life was like before learning about your design. Mm -hmm. And then of course, the contrast, now that you do know what life, what has changed for you? Yeah, wow, I don't even know where to start. Um, something that like immediately came to my attention when I learned that I was a reflector was like, wow, okay, this is why I always wanted to be around different people. Like I very specifically remember in high school and even a little bit like in elementary and like older elementary middle school, like I wanted to be around different groups of people. Like some days I wanted to be within this group of friends. And then the next day I wanted to be within this group of friends and the next day with this group of friends. And I would kind of like cycle through or just always want to be around different people. And that was something that really clicked when I first learned my design was like, oh, you were just sampling all these different energies and reflecting back what was healthy and you were attracted to what was health healthiest for, for me at the time. And so kind of, wishing I would have known that then because I felt like I was weird I felt like people were judging me for just trying to be friends with like everybody but that was a big thing um but as far as like kind of a contrast just not allowing myself time always feeling like I had to rush to make a decision. I had to rush to do something, but feeling in my body, like this is not right for me. Like this is not the way I'm supposed to do things. That was definitely a big one. Um, having no relationship with the moon whatsoever. I mean, I always remember thinking it was really pretty. Like when I was outside at night, like, oh, the moon's really cool, but I didn't know anything about it. I wasn't connected to her. And that is so different now. I have such a good relationship with her, but those are probably the biggest things. What drew you to, like, did somebody introduce you to it? Did it just show up somewhere in your radar? And then you're like, let me see what this is about. And then when you do, when you did put in your info and it popped out reflector, what was your reaction? I was on a Facebook group. I'm still in this Facebook group of another kind of spiritual community. And there was one girl who commented trying to talk about like what this group was about in comparison to human design. She wanted to see everyone's human design and aura colors. And so I was just kind of looking through all the comments because everybody was posting, saying what their design was. They were putting pictures of their chart up. And I was like, I have never heard of this, but it's really intriguing. Like, I want to look mine up. 
So I went to the website that they all said, and I plugged in my birth information. And when my chart popped up, I was like, wait, something's wrong. There's no, these shapes are all white. Like nobody else's has that on this page, whatever, this um, Facebook page that I was in. And so I went back and I plugged in my information again. Same thing happened. I was like, okay, is there something wrong with this um, like generator? So I copy my chart and I put it in the comments of this post and everyone was just like, oh my God, you're a reflector, like telling me all these things about it. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. And then at first I was like, this can't be right. Like either I entered the data wrong or my parents took their own baby home from the hospital or like <laughs> something isn't right. Like I'm not this 1% unique special, like, no, that's not me. But then the more that I kind of dove in, the more I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I felt so different my whole life. I just didn't know this. I didn't have this language. I couldn't honor it or voice it. But what I was actually connected to first was my profile. I'm a two, four. Mm -hmm. So that like introverted extrovert, um, definitely like when I'm alone, I'm all about that. Like I love being alone to do my own thing and like dive into what I want. But then when I'm around people that feel healthy, like. I just want to be around them. And so I always felt like I had to choose one or the other. And so learning that I was like, oh, that is me for sure. So that's what I connected to first. But yeah, my original reaction was like, that's not me. This is wrong. My parents got their own baby at the hospital. This is not me. But then I went on the that's journey so and I was funny. like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. It's kind of embarrassing to say, but that's what I thought. No, I, I can't imagine. Um, you know, put it because we all know that feeling when we first find the stuff out and we plug in the numbers and we wait for our chart. And I, I can't imagine the feeling that you must have had, like you described it so well, because I imagine that's what it would feel like. And I can, I can picture that being like, wait, what? that's not like, and uh, wow, what a trip to, to um, go through that and feel all that and get words for this way of that you felt your whole life. Um, I think it's so fascinating too, um, Amy, don't you, that she, that uh, Kristen, that you resonated with the profile right away, Beautiful. right? Yes. I, I think that's perfect, right? For a reflector too, especially the, I guess, I mean, like I, Amy, you said you resonated with your profile right away too. Immediately. I, I had to kind of like, I, like I, I got it, but I didn't really get it. It took me a minute to really, even, and especially for being my second number, I didn't really see that as like a as for what it was, it took me a minute to really it was understand. Definitely, like people would always say to me, like, "Oh, but you're so outgoing. You love to be out with people." I'm like, "No, I don't." Like, yeah, once I'm out, I'm fine. But if I have the choice, I want to be doing my own thing. So when I learned like the two four and me seeing the two side of being the more introverted, like be by myself, and then the four being what other people see, I'm like, "Wow, yes, okay, there's something to this." So I think once I really resonated with that, it was diving. Yes, definitely. So how did you take the news about right. your authority? That's what I'm curious about the authority. Um, Cause I was super pissed when I found mine. We all know this, right? Okay. It's like I was a little, <laughs> first I was confused. I was like, how does anybody in this world wait 28 days to make a decision? Right? Like, what does that even mean? And then I learned more, okay, it's about big decisions. And I was like, well, that makes sense. I've always hated feeling rushed to make a huge decision. Like I've wanted time to really kind of contemplate it and just like see what comes up in the meantime. And then I also heard somebody speaking about human design and I had a reading with someone who's kind of like, 
you know, unfortunately in today's society, you might not be able to take a full 28 days. And as you, as long as you can give yourself enough time, like do that. But then I was also told like, really trust that if you're not given, you're not allowed the space of 28 days, at least to make a decision, that decision isn't right for you anyway. It's like really trusting that, like if I'm not allowed time and space, especially if I request it, then that's not meant for me. And that's the universe coming in and saying like, Hey, this isn't it. Wait for the next thing. God, I love that. I mean, that's even great intel for someone who has authority, you know, Mm -hmm. because we're meant to wait until we're in neutrality. And even if, yeah, that's, or even someone with um, environmental authority, like they can take as much time as they need to. Yeah. It's so important to, to talk. I love that. Um, focusing on that element of design, often the authority and the way that these processes take so, uh, so much different time for each of us. Um, and, and, and they process and play out so differently. And um, it's so amazing, the level of understanding, again, that this offers us for each other, you know, as a splenic authority person and somebody that like feels no problem making decisions quickly. Um, now I can lean into this more. And this is something that before I thought I felt crazy. Like I felt like a little nutso that I could like tell right away what I wanted to do. It just didn't seem like, like I had even had time to pro now I'm like learning, right. The balance of, but giving people around me the time and space that they need is something that I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I would have really gotten um, taught to do that without this little piece of information. You know what I mean? Like without, you know, me having to change who I am or do anything differently for, for, you know, but also understand this about the other, it just, it's like, gosh, what a, what a layer of, of uh, understanding and compassion again, that this opens up for us to like interact and be, you know, friends and be coworkers and be relationships and be all these, you know, things that we want to be. But that's what's wild. I want to go back to what you said about like, this feels crazy that I can make a decision like right here, right now. And for me, after really diving into mine, it was like, this feels crazy that I'm going to give myself a full 28 days or more. But then it's like, you do it and you give yourself that freedom to make the decision in the way that's aligned for you. And it's like, this feels so good. And then once other people start learning the human design, and they learn theirs, they ask for theirs, and then they give you the time and space that you need or don't need. And it's like, why are we so conditioned to all be sacral? Why? Why has that ever become a thing? I just don't understand. And I was even like, there's been a point in my journey where I'm like, God, I just wish I was sacral. And then it's like, no, that's just how we've been conditioned. And it's just wild to me. Yeah, just so wild that it's like, why? (laughs) <laughs> why can't we all just do what we naturally feel is right and then we grow up and get conditioned out of it it just blows my mind Amy that's a quote right why are we also conditioned to be sacral <laughs> no, I love that one I do too um, I mean coming from three non-sacrals yeah. right here you know mm-hmm. right and, like- and you know Amy and I know that feeling we've both said it too god what if we had just had a sacral, I wish we were, you know, and it's, and it's true. It's like, it's, you know, thank goodness we're moving away from this um, homogenized way of existing. And I just love how human design gets to play a massive role in that. Um, it's just such a quick and easy way, in my opinion, I believe to understand the other without needing to know too much else, you right. know, and it's, and it's beautiful. So awesome. Kristen, um, you know, I love hearing you talk about it. 
Yeah, me too. And, and the, it's not even just, um, uh, acceptance, you know, cause some of us have a lot of acceptance when we learn our design, you're just, you're really, it feels very aligned. It's like, mm-hmm. oh no, I really am special in not like an arrogant, which by the way, you get to be too, but just <laughs> like, you know, and so, you know, one of my questions that I wanted to ask was what does alignment feel like? Well, you've already, you know, offered that up to us, which is beautiful. How have you, um, you know, initiated or invited others around you to honor your alignment, right? How, how are you showing them how they get to also honor the alignment you are, you know, experiencing for yourself, like your partner or any family or coworkers type of thing? So funny, my husband, the other day, we were just talking about human design. He's like, I feel like ever since you've learned about this, you're just like, you want to sleep or something like you it's like well you're the projector you're the one who wants to sleep but just how he's like like taking time like he's always like you're tired or you want to sleep or whatever I'm like no I'm just not always going super fast um but something that I have kind of been leaning into is this I read a post once on the idea of reflectors feeling success when they bring clarity to other people Mm. and that's what I feel about human design. So anytime I feel like I can share human design with somebody else, especially someone who's never heard of it, I'm not just inviting them in to give me time and space because that's what I need, but I'm inviting them to learn their design. And when they know their design and honor it for themselves, it's better for me and it's better for their spouse and their family and their friends and coworkers and the entire world. So I just feel like it's not so much for me about like telling people how to support me, but teaching them about their own design and how to live by their own design and how it can help them. And that just benefits me and everyone else in the long run. So I guess, honestly, to answer your question, I've never really like directly asked for support or told people how to give me support outside of like, I would like a long time to consider that, like give me a month or whatever it is that I ask when it comes to a specific decision. Beautiful. So you've declared it for yourself, not even waiting for someone else's permission, acceptance, or acknowledgement. You've just been like, and here it is. And, you know, you have a lot of activation in your G center. So like, you know, Mm -hmm. and your root, both of them. And so when you're talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, pressure to get things done a lot, I was thinking, you know, could that be coming from pressure outside of you? But, you know, do you feel like you can connect with the activations in your design, even though, because, you know, Mm. the activations in our gates is consistent energy. And while you don't have the energy in the center defined, those activations are defined for you. So do you feel like you've really stepped into understanding those activations for yourself and honoring those? Mm -hmm. And not just like, I have this gift, but ooh, I've really been showing up in the lowest expression of this gift. And that's where I need to do some work. I feel like that sometimes is almost bigger than like, oh, I have this like inherent gift and quality that I can always lean on because it's the only definition in my chart, but leaning into like, where is the lowest expression showing up? Because if I'm showing up in the lowest expression of one of those gates, I'm not in the highest expression and that's not good for anybody. Yeah. Do you That's feel so beautiful? It is. Yeah, it really is. Do you feel like um, your signature and not self, which, you know, for our listeners, your signature for a reflector is surprise, which just, 
just feels, that just feels like delightful. And I love how you even acknowledge that as being invited, you know, to the, this podcast with us. And, but then, you know, when you're in your not self, it's disappointment. So like when you recognize for yourself that you might be living in the lowest expression in that one moment, did you feel disappointment? Do you align with those two words for? Yes. So, so, so much. When I first learned my design, and I was learning about the element of my signature theme being surprise, even just like the smallest things. Like I love when someone surprises me with a phone call that I didn't know they were gonna call me. I love when, um, like when my husband and I didn't live together and he would just show up at my apartment, like little things like that I lived for, but now it's showing up in such a deeper way where it's like allowing myself every morning to kind of sit back and be like, I'm going to allow today to surprise me. Like where is surprises going to show up? I just want to receive them. But then on the flip side of that, with disappointment as my not self theme, that's where I have the most work to do, right? That's where we all have the most work to do. But it's more about whenever I feel disappointment in something, whether it's myself for like showing up in the low expression of a gate or, you know, something that happened outside of me that I have no control over. It's really knowing that disappointment comes from this place of like, I attached to something that I felt at some point and held on to it because it felt good. And then I expected everything else to be like that rather than in true reflector fashion. If I was 100% in alignment, it's going to be like, I'm feeling this today and that's great today. But at the end of the day, I'm going to let it go because tomorrow is going to be different. And I might have the same type of interaction, but a totally different experience. Does that make sense? Um, it makes so sense, but I can't imagine it. Right. Like it makes sense. Um, and like, again, I'm just your level of acceptance and uh, awareness and alignment is just powerful. Like I'm just here. It is a journey. So <laughs> journey, like yeah, Tell I got to take it day by day. Yeah, like that's, like, that's what I want to hear. What what mm-hmm. did what have you done for yourself? What tools or practices or yeah. you know <laughs> tips and tricks do you have for any other beautiful human that is scared shitless with this information, not knowing what to do with it, or knows someone that is and doesn't know how? Like how also can- also how long have you known? Uh, how long have you been in your human design experiment, Kristen? Before you get into some tips. Two, a little over two years now. I've cool. Been practicing. I just like, yeah, I think it's good to give people a perspective of this stuff because this is not light work. This is Mm-mm. not work for the faint of heart. There's a reason why this information finds certain people. I believe that with all of my heart. You know, you have to read into this to look at yourself in the ways that you have to when you start to get into your design. There are so many things about this process that are validating and affirming and liberating and freeing and beautiful and there are a lot of steps that are hard as fuck and 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 tough to go get through and tools and tips and tricks are like the only way we're going to make it through so yeah please do share some from your perspective here because um we're you know we really want to be able to offer that type of thing to our listeners that's a big part of this for us it's a big thing that we're passionate about it's giving really specific practical applicable things that we can all do to support ourselves and the people that we love in our lives right yes hell yes number one i think is kind of what i just said when you find out you're a reflector really tune into surprise 
like rather than waking up every day and being like, okay, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. And like, I'm really hoping this is how this goes. And this is what I'm expecting to happen. Like, just ask yourself, like, where can surprise show up in my day? How am I going to allow life to surprise me today? Because when you go into your day with that attitude, expectations kind of fall off. And when you don't have these expectations, you're going to feel disappointment way less. And you're going to feel that element of surprise way more. Like surprise can be as simple as getting a text from Amy and Monique being like, hey, we want to invite you on the podcast. And just being like, I really wanted to be on a podcast. Like I said that at the beginning of the year. It's like, that was a huge surprise to me. Um, so definitely that like lean into that. Where can I allow life to surprise me rather than holding on to expectations or different feelings or, you know, that a reaction, whatever it was from an experience that you had that you just kind of attached to and you expect every other experience in the future to similarly play out like that one, that's when disappointment comes in, at least from my um, perspective, my opinion, lived experience that's what I was looking for. Exactly. Um, So like that's number one, I think. And then number two, which is, this is something I really struggle with is like at the end of the day, have a practice to allow yourself to release anything that isn't yours. Right. Mm -hmm. Because in human design, I feel like it really gets, I don't want to say targeted, but I feel like what most people think of when like, oh, you're feeling other people's emotions versus if you're non-emotional versus emotional. Well, what about the other eight centers that you have the opportunity to have undefined? If you have those undefined, you're taking in energy from everybody's defined centers. So you might be taking in pressure from your root center to get things done. You might be taking in pressure from your head center on like trying to find answers to questions or whatever it is that I feel like kind of falls off the wayside. So it's like you have so much more than just emotions to release. So having different practices at the end of the day to let go of everything, whether it's like fears and anxieties you've picked up from somebody's spleen or identity that you've picked up from someone's G center, like have a lot of practices to let that go. And like, I am so guilty of being like, I feel really, really good today. I don't need to like do a practice of releasing because I feel good. But that's like one of the most important times to do it because I'm picking up somebody else's feel good and I'm holding on to it because it feels good. And I'm going to wake up the next day and be like, I'm still feeling good. So everything today is going to be feel good. Yes. God, yes. So everybody listening, you know. That's great advice. Yeah. Not, it's not just for the reflectors listening, but you know, those undefined centers, you pick stuff up. Kristen just has um, this beautiful gift to pick them all up. <laughs> and she's also aligning. Uh, um, Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to ask you something about that since we're on centers and um, that's, that's a great uh, thing that you mentioned too, Amy, right now is that everyone listening with open centers, like, I mean, that's a clearing out practice has been something I've incorporated to uh, as a projector and someone that picks up. And as you guys know, I've talked about my daughter having, you know, seven open centers. So that's something we, you know, and I'm guilty of, it's something I struggle with too, just being too lazy sometimes to even, you know, take that time for yourself to do that, like, or whatever, but it makes such a difference. But my question to you is, around um so reflectors are said to have this like sampling aura right um but you have like this built-in protection too to know like kind of when you do not want to sample 
right? Is that accurate? From what I've read and learned, and I, I would love for you to speak on that a little bit if you could. So I wouldn't say, and this is again, this is from my journey, but I wouldn't say it's protecting me from sampling. Okay. But it's more about when I am sampling, if someone's not healthy for me, it's almost like this energetic wall of like, go somewhere else. Mm because that's another thing like before human design I always it was like this instant like if I would meet somebody new or be in like a new group of people or a new place sometimes I would just automatically have this like wall of like I can't connect with you it doesn't feel good to connect with you talking with you is awkward and I just felt like there was something wrong with me like come on just give them a chance like talk it out whatever it is but it's like no that's your aura protecting you and telling you that that person's not healthy for you doesn't mean they're they're not a healthy person or they're a toxic person or whatever. It's just for me in that moment, not meant to be. Wow. Wow, that's interesting. It's almost like a splenic hit, I feel like, the way you describe kind it. Of. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because that's sometimes how I feel about people. And it was something I struggled with too because I thought there was like me, like judging, you know? Like, am I being like judgmental of this person right now? Why don't mm-hmm. I like them? Or yeah. why, why do I have a... Um, you know, a preconceived, but it's exactly what you said. You know, it's just, they're not right for you, for me Mm -hmm. in that moment. Um, And as a reflector, it is like a full aura. Like you feel it like this when I, I call it a walk because I don't know what else to say it, but it is like surrounding you. So I know it's energetic. I know it's, that's my aura protecting me. Right. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm curious, you touched on something early on and it, I can't let it go out of my mind. So it's meant to be brought back up, but you said, you, you know, you didn't really have a connection with the moon before knowing, mm. and you know, it was pretty and you could see it up mm-hmm. there and now <laughs> you have a much different connection. I'm guessing that's been a part of your journey. And so how have you deepened or created that connection and what does it offer you? Is this something that which I kind of know the answer already. So I'm leading you to it that you have a journal or are you watching the transits daily? Tell us a little bit about that part of it for you since, you know, you really are led by the lunar cycle. So do I have a journal? I have three. Just okay. the moment. So Beautiful. I have three. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying every reflector <laughs> needs that, but it's been very supportive for me. Um, so every day I will journal, you know, the date, what moon phase we are in and what um, planet, no, I'm sorry, what sign the moon phase is in. Okay. And then I just journal a little bit about like, how was I feeling today? Like what happened? You know, just really simple. I like to keep it simple. So that way I can kind of go back and compare, like, you know, whenever the moon is in Scorpio, I'm always feeling really emotional or whenever it's a new moon, I feel really um, inspired and like ready to like attack the day or whatever it is. I can kind of go back and track that over the course of months. But then I also have a journal where it is already printed out like the moon phase. You know, if it's a new moon, it's just one page or one day. And then for like the waxing gibbous, it's, you know, it gives you the seven days it's in. And then it talks about different crystals to use during that moon phase. Cause it also talks about um, what sign it's in, talks about different mantras. It talks about what we might be feeling during that time. And then it gives you journal prompts to kind of track. So I do that. And then I also kind of have, I guess this really isn't as much moon related, but more um, reflector related where I really like to talk about like where did surprise show up for me today and where did disappointment show up for me today? So that way it's just kind of a way of like keeping track for myself. 
does that change based on who you're around? I can't, I, I would imagine it has to be. Yeah, so much. And like, even there's so many people in my life who are not like woo-woo spiritual people who don't even know, like they don't even know that I'm a human design reader and I'm into human design or what a reflector is or any of it. Right. But I can still tell like what centers they have, either what centers they have defined or where they're really conditioned. Because when I'm around them, I'm like, whoo, I feel a lot of pressure to go get stuff done. Like this, your route is either very defined or you are very conditioned to have pressure to get things done. Or like, I can always tell when somebody has G G center authority, that self-projected authority. And I'm like, I just want to talk to you about everything and like, talk it out, you know? Wow. Wow. Yeah, I can definitely tell. God, that's amazing for sure. That's so fascinating to me. What other things, once you learned your reflector, as you're allowing yourself to align with the moon, having this journal, recognizing when you're around, having practices for releasing, you know, is it like, do you feel like, and plus for our listeners, you're also quad left and I'm left dominant. So I totally get, I like structure. Like I like, (laughs) so does that play nicely? Do you feel like having the quad left in having, you know, strategic focus structure, that kind of thing, does that help you align? Or do you feel like, it's like, wait, I'm also want to be flowy and just say a little bit about that. Is there, is there like a little push and pull there for you? So just talking about like some of the rituals that I've talked to you about already, it's for me, what works is like having the ritual. And for the most part, it sticks within the same portion of my day, but not having any expectation of myself to show up exactly the same every single day. So like talking about my, my moon journal, where I track, like, this is what phase the moon is in. This is what sign it's in. This is how I was feeling. Sometimes I will like journal, you know, a whole page about it. And other days it's like, I felt blah today or whatever. Like it's one sentence. So allowing myself that space to do the routine, but not expecting myself to show up in the same consistent way every single day. It's kind of the same with movement. Like I am somebody, I I feel so good when the first thing that I do in the morning is like physical movement, but I'm not going to be like, okay, I have to do a 45 minute kettlebell workout every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then on Tuesday and Saturday, I do yoga. It's kind of just like maybe the night before tune into how my body's feeling from the whole day and be like, you know, yoga would feel really good tomorrow. And then I show up and I do yoga in the time that I've created to, um, do my, my morning movement. Is that different now with the information that you know than before? Did you like, oh no, I have to have a ritual and a routine for you? Yeah. Yep. It's like, okay, I am signing up for this eight week program and I have to stick exactly to it. And then I would be one of those people if I didn't stick exactly to it. It's like, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to have to start over at the beginning of the month or on Monday or whatever it was. And now it's like, I have this time that I know like in the morning feels really, really good for me to move my body but I'm going to let my body tell me what it needs when I get there. God, listening to that beautiful body wisdom that we all (laughs) at some point in our Mm -hmm. life um, have either been conditioned or programmed to disconnect from, right? And really it's where all the goodness is. It's just our bodies are brilliant. Definitely. Speaking of conditioning, how do you feel like Mm -hmm. that has shown up in your life? Oh man. I mean, where hasn't it? Especially before I learned human design. Um, the biggest thing for me, 
So I lived in a household full of man gens. My oh. mom, my dad, and my sister. There's only four of us. So my mom, my dad, and my sister are all man gens, and I'm a reflector. <laughs> and it was always like, go, 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 do, do, do. It was like, <laughs> there was a lot of that. And I think that is where it really hit home for me when I learned I was a reflector. I was like, I don't have a defined sacral. I don't have to have this consistent, like, go, go, go attitude. Like my energy is not always going to be there. Sometimes it will be, sometimes it won't. I wish I would have known when I was like living with my mom and my dad and my sister, like I could use that to my benefit and then I could withdraw when needed, but I didn't know that. Um, so I think I was conditioned to, no, I know, I know I was conditioned to live like a man gen until I was 27 years old and I learned about human design. So, but, but you had said earlier when you were sharing with us, you always felt different. So you mm -hmm. knew it didn't feel aligned. Mm -hmm. And I, I just didn't too. know why. Yeah. We just didn't know why. And so, you know, the, the conditioning that we are taught that reflectors feel is either feeling left out, you know, lazy, not enough, like things like that. Were you feeling some of that while you were doing the hustle, but you were like, God, this just isn't me. Why don't, why doesn't this feel good for me? They all can keep up. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like with my experience of living with three people who are man gens, it was like, they can do all the things so quickly and switch focus so quickly. And here's me like, what? <laughs> like I'm still on this one thing that I don't feel that I'm properly pouring my energy into, but you're telling me I have to do it. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So when you learned this, were you just like, oh. That was exactly what it was. Like yeah. the more I learned, the more I was like, it makes so much sense. Have and it just gave me this? understanding. Have you shared this with your family? And are they tuned in at all? No. Yeah. No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe someday. it is. It is. Yeah, it is. And, and again, you know, we do this stuff for ourselves first. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful and delicious and so amazing when those around us uh, feel connected to it too, but it's also okay if they're not, you know, mm -hmm. it's okay. It just it's like, even my husband, like, it's like just drip feeding him, like yeah, little teeny tiny pieces. And sometimes I'll just get like the most delightful surprise. He'll be like, you know, I remember you telling me he's a projector that like, when I know something, like I kind of have to wait for other people to come to me about it. And like this thing happened at work today and I was able to do this. I'm like, amazing. That's I know. so great. I know it's okay if it's just one little thing, you know, mm -hmm. which I just love. What's, what's his authority? Emotional. Oh, wow. And he's got the abstract wave. So yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, my heart goes out to you. <laughs> and he has a very, very, very defined root. <laughs> well, I mean, so... Wow. So then do you guys make connections together then when you're with him? Do you have centers defined? Mm -hmm. See yeah, he is an energy projector, but he only has three defined centers. Okay. So it's a good combination. Um, he's also a two, four. Oh, so I feel like that connection of us both being two, four, it just feels like at home. Yeah. And which way are his arrows? Do you know? Uh, he's got, I think he's 50, 50 actually. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's got two right and two left. He's quote unquote harmonious, whatever the hell that yeah. is. So <laughs> I do. It's know. interesting. Yeah. 
I'm curious, which I was talking to Monique about this before we got on with you, Kristen. And so I'm, I don't know how it's going to come out, but I don't like the languaging, which doesn't matter. I just want to, I just want to give that disclaimer of whenever, you know, I hear people speak about reflectors that you're everything and you're nothing. And I want to know how that lands for you when someone positions it that way. I don't get it, honestly. I don't agree or disagree with it, but I'm like, I don't know if I understand that. Okay, because that's kind of where I sit. And for me, I also don't like my own projection of it. I don't like how it feels like, you know. Um, like, I think I get when people say that, what I feel that they're saying is like, you get to be everything because you get to be around everybody and reflect exactly what their energy is but you yourself are also not that energy. So that's where like the nothing part comes in, but it's not something that I've ever like taken to be like my personal mantra or anything like that. Cause I'm like, I just, I don't know if I fully understand that yeah. thing. Yeah. And I haven't asked enough. So, you know, I kind of felt like I was going to tiptoe asking you not know how you were going <laughs> to, I felt like I was already um, a little timid about saying it just in case it didn't land for you either. So have you heard of the um, analogy of baseball for, you know, depending on um, energy types? Have you ever heard of that? I don't I think so. so the pitcher is the manifester in baseball. Mm -hmm. um, the batter, I think the batter is a generator. Some people can say it can be the the generator or the mansion. I think it's, you know, consistently the batter, you know, is the generator. Um, who is obviously going to respond to something that the manifester initiated, right? That's how that works. And then um, the infield and outfield is the mansion. Makes total sense to me, right? The projector is the coach. And the reflector is the umpire because you're the auditor. And so oh. I can see in that instance where you're everything and you're nothing. Because in the game, you're everything because everything depends on what the ump says, but you're also nothing per se again, because you're not actively participating. So when that one landed for me, and then the other little nugget that I loved, the fans are our conditioning. I was like, fuck yes, they Ooh. are. I know. I was like, that yeah. really, really landed. So hmm. I wondered if how that would feel to you. Like for me, of all the ones, of course it landed for me being a manifester, but I really liked, um, and of course it made total sense for the projector to be the coach, duh, no brainer. But I really liked that umpire being the reflector, you know, it's like, yes, I see that. Does that land for you? Yeah, and I think it's like the exact example, like I said before, of what I take the, you're everything and you're nothing to me. But I think it just, it never like resonated with my body. So I'm like, I'm yeah. just not gonna like claim that as mine. Yeah. Not saying it's right or wrong. Right. Yeah. What about you have three completely open centers? I only have one. Sure do. And two of them happen to be awareness centers. <laughs> and then one of them, you know, your throat center is so um, just for our listeners, she has the solar plexus and the spleen completely open as well as the throat. How, if in any way, has that played differently in your design versus the rest of your centers that have gate activated activations in there? So knowing my gates and knowing my gifts and like that's the little bit of a definition that's in my chart and knowing that I have those to lean on, my throat, my spleen and my solar plexus has have really been the areas of like 
deepest feeling when I'm around other people. So feeling other people's emotions and mm -hmm. amplifying them, feeling other people's fears and anxiety and even health problems and amplifying them. Mm -hmm. And then with my throat, it's, it's lit. It, it's so that, you know, we talked about it so much at the retreat, but it's like, when you want to talk, talk. And when you don't want to talk, don't. That has like always been my life. And I feel like usually when I'm around other people, I feel excited to like share, but something that like I learned about human design or since I've learned about during human design was really like, when you feel you have to share something and you need to share it, like, it's like this, like, physical bubbling up in my throat of like you need to share this this person needs to hear that like make sure you like put that in this conversation so that's been a big one for my throat um my open spleen the way that I physically can feel other people's sensations in their body like in so many different ways like there was a time a couple weeks ago like totally healthy didn't really see my husband that day laid down in bed. He was already sleeping. I just had this cough. It came from nowhere. Couldn't get rid of it. Whatever. The next day I see him when he comes home and he's like, I have this cough that I just cannot shake. And he's got a defined spleen. It's like, Oh, that's where that came from. Never had the cough again, like to worry about. Uh, and it's also showed up like occasionally I'll do like Oracle card pulls for my friends. And like, there was one time, like the back of my shoulder was just throbbing when I was doing this card pull for her and I told her and she's like, yeah, I've actually been having a lot of issues and actually going to the chiropractor tomorrow. So it's like little things like that, that show up that I could, if I didn't know about human design, I didn't know about my open, my completely open spleen. Like I could take them on as my own and live with them forever and think that there's all these things wrong with me, but it's actually just me reflecting energy back to the person with the defined spleen or whatever it is. Solar plexus is a whole nother story. I feel like that's one of like my biggest journeys is like, I am feeling your emotion and I am like blowing it up from a level three to a level eight. And like, it's not about you. It's about me like taking that and like knowing what I'm supposed to learn about it and what I'm supposed to share back to you about it. Like mm -hmm. reflect back to you about what that is doing for the, for the collective, for the rest of us. That one's been a journey because I've just always felt like I'm super sensitive when it comes to emotions. And I feel like I was very conditioned to like shove them down. Yes. And so now having this completely open solar plexus and knowing that, yeah, I do feel things really big because I'm amplifying what other people are feeling has so been much. huge. Yeah. So you know, huge. You know, it's the saying is, is where we're completely open is the areas or even undefined for you, bless your heart. But most in this instance, let's go with completely open is where we have the potential for our greatest conditioning, right? That's the lowest vibe, but it's also the place for the greatest wisdom. So I love that you're already acknowledging that you feel like the greatest wisdom you yet have yet to gain is in your solar plexus, which is, mm -hmm. you know, and why it's, not? it's been the biggest journey I think has been my solar plexus. Mine too, girlfriend, right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> and look at that. I'm completely open and you're defined. Like it's, it's both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And same here, because I got to say too, the solar plexus learning that I was undefined there was a huge game changer for me for a lot of the reasons that you're talking about also you know the fact that I was taking in and amplifying emotions and then reacting 
from this place that wasn't even my own. And flipping that to what you just said about how, um, what do I have to learn here, you know, so that I can take what I need and then let, you know, let it go and, and move on. And give the rest back. Cause it's not yeah. just about us. You know, when you have something on right. your mind, it's like, what am I taking in? How am I amplifying it? What am I learning from it? And what can I take from what I learned to give everybody else? Because that's where the wisdom is, right? It's not just wisdom for us. It's for the collective. It's for everyone. Yes. Yes. Spoken like a true reflector. 100%. <laughs> not to mention, you know, your main sun gates in 13. So like, yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. That's just gate that. of the listener for anybody mm-hmm. who doesn't know. Yeah. Gate of the listener, which is yeah. one of the gates that um, connects my split. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You feel my split too. With, that 13. with my sun gate. With your sun sun gate. gate. I love that. We actually have a lot of connections, you and I, Kristen, looking at our charts. Um, We have the 4426 together, the gate of surrender. And Mm -hmm. I mean, the channel of surrender. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have uh, the 1333 together. And we have the 5539 together. Mm. And we have the 32. (laughs) We would make a a man gen then, wouldn't we? We we would yeah okay. and then we have another connection uh 30, 30, 3254 we have and yeah and the two fourteen we have we would Ooh. make a man gen an emotional man gen an emotional man gen we'd have a lot of defined centers I know together I think right? we'd have That's almost all of them yeah which is so wild to me because it's like I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> It's so interesting always for me to to think about connections in that way now. You know, I wonder uh, throughout your life if you've been drawn to people that made channels happen for you uh, naturally, you know, to like kind of give you that movement through your course of your life. You know, I always wonder about things like that. I would love to know that because just like I told you about, like sometimes my aura like throws up that wall around it. Like, hey, this person's Mm -hmm. not for you. Like, I've also just, there's been certain people in my life I've been so drawn to, and I can't put words to it. And it's not like a physical attraction. It's just like my energy is attracted to their energy. And yeah. I'm like, I'm always curious, like, is it something in the, in my design? Like, is it that, like that spark connection or do we have a lot of similarities or like, what is it? But Yeah. I can relate to that so much just with Monique. I mean, like you've heard me say on the podcast and I'm sure you heard me say at the retreat, I walked in that door and it felt safe. And <laughs> I can't say that a lot as a manifester. Oftentimes a lot of things don't feel safe. Um, and so I just cut bait. I'm like, nah, I'll just tap out, you know? And we bridge every single one of our splits, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course it feels, it feels so soothing and comfortable and, Um, you know, even though she has, you know, um, the aura, you know, where she's going to peck, peck, peck at me that (laughs) (laughs) but, but, um, I knew it was a place not from any judgment and therefore why it felt, it just allowed me to crack open without any fear, you know? And I think both of us having a defined spleen helped with that for sure. But yeah, so I can relate to that, but there's also just like you said, Kristen, my little protective repelling aura has, you know, bounced people off of me too in my lifetime, which is good. I'm so grateful. 
Yeah. And I trust the shit out of that. Yes. And I kind of always did because I never was in that. Oh, I want everybody to like me. I've never felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds <crazy>. super <laughs> manifester. I have to tell you. So do you remember that I did my yoga teacher training at the same place that our yeah, yeah, yeah. human design? Okay. I don't know if you remember that. So I want to say it was like the first official morning of the retreat. It might've been the second, but I was sitting across from you at breakfast and you were telling, not me, but I was listening because that's what we all did at that point. We didn't know each other enough. So whoever was talking, listen, but whatever. You were kind of telling your story, like your personal story. And you were kind of talking about like, oh, I'm here for my clients. Like, that's what I want to learn about. Like, I don't do emotions, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm just sitting there like, having experienced such a transformation in the space that we were in, like not even knowing all the amazing 30 some souls that were already there. And I'm like, this woman's going to get cracked wide open. <laughs> and like, look at you now. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. And like every time that they would be like, who has this gate? Who has this channel? And you'd be like, and it was about emotions. And you're like me, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> oh, I love that you shared that, Kristen. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, the oh, universe yeah, is so it. funny, right? I, I the universe is so I funny. Know. I just, I will never forget. Like she was just like, it was like your wall was up and you're like, no, like, this is not about me. This is about like my clients, the people that I work with. And I'm like, oh, honey, you don't even know what this space is going to bring you. And that was, like I said, before I even knew everybody in the space that we were in. So, so oh, fun to Christian, watch. I just love you so much, <laughs> but we're going to get back to you because this is not about me. <laughs> <That's fair>. <laughs> <laughs> So I love, we love to ask all of our beautiful guests, you know, and you've already given so many brilliant nuggets of wisdom. So, you know, um, but I, I, for our listeners um, who either are a reflector, which we know it's very rare or know a reflector in their life, um, can you give any tips that you haven't already given or just any ways that whatever you want to share here, Kristen, where you would invite them to honor their strategy and authority? whether it's them or someone they know? I would have to say for reflectors, trust. Trust time. Trust that if you don't have time, it's not for you. Trust that like each day is going to show up in so many surprises. And trust that like when you're feeling disappointed, there's it's pointing you to work that you have to do. Like trust, just trust, trust, trust. That would be my number one advice for reflectors and then for people supporting reflectors like don't rush them yes and don't try to make decisions for them because that puts even more pressure on us when we're on this journey of trying to trust our authority and our body and our process so like when you put pressure on us and you're constantly asking from a place of like did you make the decision like you're rushing us it's so much worse and then it's just putting us into disappointment so our not self it's pushing us back into our conditioning that we've been working to kind of what's the word I'm looking for um not expand but decondition push through yeah whatever whatever the yeah. word is decondition yeah. <laughs> transform transform, transform is yes. what I was looking for yeah. yeah um so yeah those are like the biggest things to support reflectors and then like checking in with them about like are you taking time and space especially if you are somebody who has a defined sacral 
because you are like, okay, I can do this right here, right now. We're good. But like, check in. Do you need time? Do you need space? Like on the retreat, anytime that I would be like sitting by myself eating, everybody would ask me like, do you want to be alone? Or can I sit with you? Yes. Like, I cannot tell you how supportive that was because normally I'm somebody like, I do kind of like to eat alone because then I'm just digesting and processing alone. Obviously that space was a totally different scenario because I wanted to sample everybody, like just check in with your reflectors and let them know, like, it's okay to take time. It's okay to take space. It's actually healthy for you. And like, I support you doing that. It's the best way to support us. I think. I love that so much. God, that's yeah. cool. I love the great advice too. Yeah. God, so good. Monique, was there anything else that you were feeling? I know we talked a little bit beforehand of what we wanted to cover. Anything else you were feeling? No, I mean, I think, um, I think Kristen did a great job of uh, oh. covering so many bases here for us and, and really getting some clarity around what it must um, feel like to exist as a reflector in this in this crazy life journey that we all get to do in our own ways. And um, I just, I'm just, we're so grateful to hear your perspective because I just think that it's very valuable in a way that, um, you know, I don't know, obviously everyone's perspective is important and invaluable, but I just, I'm I feel really blessed to uh, be given that from a reflector, especially a reflector that's choosing intentionally to be aligned with their own you know energetic choices every day that's that's yeah. a lot of processing you know and that's a lot of commitment and the outcome is freaking gorgeous because it's really felt from you Kristen and we're really grateful for that so grateful yeah so grateful yeah. it's been such a pleasure to have you with us today and for, you know, our listeners, um, whatever you feel called to share, like it, whether they're offerings or ways to connect with you, you can either share them right now, or, you know, after we're done here today, you can pass those to this and we'll make sure they're in the show notes, but I know you do readings. I know that mm -hmm. you're very gifted with the energy and space that you hold for others. And we want our community of listeners to have you at their fingertips, if you're willing. <laughs> so Anything that you want to like an offering or anything that you have that you want to share while we're together here, knowing that we'll yeah. the show notes. Um, I'll share like my information with you afterwards, but like right now I'm just feeling very called to make human design, like digestible in a way that's like, oh, here's my quad left coming in, but like, let's start with the big things and let's break it down. And then over time, I, I definitely want to do more of what you're doing. Like let's do like lived experiences and get a little deeper. But right now I'm really sharing like those big things that can make the biggest difference. So much. Right. So that's, yeah, that's like what I've just been feeling called to do. So when you're on like my personal Instagram for human design, that's what you're going to find. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a little giveaway probably tomorrow, which will already have happened once people are listening to this, but I'm going to be doing like a little giveaway of like a mini reading. Like, let's just talk about your type and dive deep into what your type is. So this is great, yeah. great aligned timing for all of that. So I'll share my information with you afterwards to put yeah. in your show notes. Yeah. Cause I know people are going to be very, you know, curious and interested um, from your perspective because your perspective is so beautiful and uh, we need to hear it. And, you know, as I told you before we even started, you're the only reflector I know. Um, I know Monique has a couple in her life. And so yeah, 
there you're so special and i just feel like it's really um it's really such a gift to give other reflectors out there uh this episode you know i really feel that way and um i know that the ones that i know are going to be li- listening to this like with like dripping like waiting for like the words to come out of your mouth you know because i <laughs> you can't really get this type of information um you know any any other way but the way that but 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 by hearing people especially people with the same types or the same profiles or the same authorities talking about these things. And then we get this full picture kind of understanding of what this all means. You know, it's not one thing, it's a million things. It's, it's so many things. There's so many layers here. And I, I just really love that we've gotten this opportunity to, um, to expose that from your lens. And one thing I want to add to that is like, I don't have any reflectors personally, like in my physical life, but I've connected with so many online and none of us are the same. Yeah. We're all so different and it's almost kind of shocking. Like, <laughs> but we all have our, all of our centers open, but it's like, you know, we're taking in different energies and we have different gates and it's yes. different profiles. I and mean, so it's really cool to see that. I, yeah, what a great community to be in just so that you guys can experience each other and not, and to know that is the gift of human design. It's the science of differentiation. There's mm-hmm. no cookie cutter, regardless of exactly. It sounds like we should be the same. We're so not, you know, mm-hmm. based on so many of our experiences also within our design or activations, et cetera, you know, just the yep. way everything lands. So yeah, that's fun to be able to share the similarities as well as the differences and uh, give us our, you know, gives you time to reflect on it all. Then when you share it with us, then we have the opportunity to do the same, which is really powerful. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Love it. Oh, Kristen, what a gift for us today to have you be our guest. I cannot wait to get this episode out to the world. Um, we'll put all of your contact info, you know, in the show notes. And like I said, I just can't thank you enough. Thank you for being here with us today. This has been ma- amazing. Yeah. Thank you for having me and like holding the space of like, we don't know what it's like to be a reflector. Like, mm-hmm. please tell us. Cause sometimes I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are like, okay, I don't need to know about that because I don't, I'm not a reflector and I don't know one. So it's, it just always feels so good. And it's such a nice surprise when it's received. Yes. We'll always be here for that. Yeah. We will always be here to receive you. That's for sure. Um, We really appreciate you coming and thanks again. Yep. Bye ladies. Thank you. All right. Until the next next one. Yep. All right. Bye for now. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.